This is Jason Kristoff for September 16th. This is Podcast 49, and I have no idea what I'm going to call it yet. I'll have to figure that out once I post. <laughs> so just go by Podcast 49 for now so you can list, be listening to the right one. <laughs> and what we're going to talk about today is it. I triggered this podcast because I was going to say sort of an emergency podcast. We we did get some information today from supposedly an insider inside the Doug Ford Ontario government hierarchy. And sometimes I'm a little suspicious if these sort of tips are, you know, let out purposely to the truth movement so that we can go scare the herd. But this is more for people who who are in the know and and sort of know this is coming anyway, but a Doug Ford insider. Now, if anybody's listening to this from anywhere else in the world, uh, Doug Ford is the premier of Ontario. So that's the leader of of one of our provinces here in Canada. And he's just, he's an Illuminati hand puppet like the rest of them. There is no... COVID-19. The, the tests we've gone over many times are um, the RT-PCR test, the reverse transcriptase uh, polymerase chain reaction test. Those tests aren't even tests. They're processes. And that process was invented by a man named Kerry Mullis, he won the Nobel Prize for Science in 1993 for inventing this process. And it has absolutely nothing to do with testing for any disease. This RT-PCR process cannot test for any pathogenic infection. It's like judging someone's height by the smell of their breath or judging someone's height by the speed of the wind. One has nothing to do with the other. And Doug Ford in, in Ontario, and we, I've predicted this three months ago in other podcasts, at this time of year, they just start ramping up with this fictitious COVID testing. And they basically keep lying to the public and saying that, you know, there's more positive tests. And the way these tests work. They don't even really work. I mean, it's so uh, odd to try and describe these tests as even tests or try to describe exactly how they work. It's just like one of those magic eight balls down at the novelty shop. You just shake it and it gives you one answer and shake it, you get another answer. And of course, it's pretty obvious that when you go test people, like what kind of pandemic what kind of pandemic is it where you need to convince people that they're sick? Like, isn't a pandemic where people are dead in the street, one of your friends died, one of their parents died, one of your family members died? Like, what kind of pandemic is is going down where, you know, they advertise 300 new cases, but no one's sick. No one even has the sniffles. And the death rate stays the same. And the death rate is the same death rate as 2019 
and 2018. They just released in Ontario, where I'm living, they just released the death rates with COVID deaths on top of it. So regular deaths, and then they put the COVID deaths on top of it. It's less total deaths than last year, and it's less total deaths than the year prior to that. So what kind of pandemic doesn't kill anybody? What kind of pandemic needs a false testing protocol where you literally walk into anywhere and tell healthy people that they're sick and that, that, that they're in trouble? Like, how can people be believing this? And of course, the Karen and Kevin mask holes or the Karen and Kevin TV watchers the or you know Joe and Jane coffee shop they're they're all leading the society down at least a five star first class ride into the abyss and this has nothing to do with the virus because this virus of course as explained in other podcasts and you know we're definitely going to put up some We'll put up some content here. We're going to put up the uh, Dr. Kaufman video where he explains that COVID has never been isolated in its full genetic sequence. It's never satisfied Koch's postulate. And in the world of science, that means this virus doesn't exist. So we're getting led into an economic crash, which always precedes you know, sort of a communist installation. So what's happening right here, folks, is a communist upload into our society. Communism and the people who benefit from that top-down control where the government controls absolutely everything, they always target wealthy society. So I'm going to put up another video by an ex-KGB agent named Yuri Bezmenov. Now, he defected, I believe, in the 1970s. He was a KGB agent from the USSR. He, I believe he actually defected to Canada. And he ended up working, I think, at a Ford car plant in Sarnia, Canada, um, until he retired. I, I can't believe, I don't think he's alive anymore. He's quite He's middle-aged when he gives the video that I'm talking about. But Yuri Bezmenov, an old KGB agent that defected to Canada, will clearly spell out that communism and the people that benefit from it who are not really communists, they're from basically ruled the same ruling families I allude to in almost every podcast. The communism is just a way to run humans. It's a human farming technique. And communism is a very harsh, very tyrannical boot to the back of the neck every single day sort of control mechanism for running humans to for, you know, for operating the human farm. And Yuri Bezmenov is is said that the communists, which again are ruling ancient ruling families it's very easy for them to walk into wealthy 
uh, societies and take them over because the wealthy people are uh, decadent and they don't want to get their hands dirty. They don't want to kill anybody. They don't even want to defend their freedoms. They don't even want to get their car dirty. They don't want their flowers messed up on the lawn. And Yuri Bezmenov will explain how this communism takeover usually involves allowing a society to fatten itself on decadence as the communists sort of plot around the decadent folks taking over their government, their municipal government, taking over their provincial government or their state government, and eventually taking over the full government. And people, the wealthy folks don't notice because they're drinking champagne. And in, you know, in North America, they're getting their lips plumped or they're getting their breast augment, augmentations or they're down at the gym or they're watching porn. And he, Yuri Bezmenov, will explain in many of his interviews that from the porn to the marijuana, from the alcohol to the cocaine to the crack to the heroin to the opiates, the communists take care of all of it. It's all there by their doing to fatten up and sedate and tranquilize the wealthy nations so the communists can actually tiptoe around and set up their comrades throughout the government. And you can see they got a lot of comrades in a lot of places all at one time because we're getting the old communist red flag shoved up our asses right now by people like Doug Ford here in Ontario, people like Dan Andrews down in Australia, I think it's Newsom in California. Cuomo's, just, I mean, he's a commie uh, through and through. And they made sure to install the their comrades, their communist brothers and sisters throughout our, our governmental system. And these folks are promised a king's ransom for enslaving all of us. So Doug Ford today, there was an insider let out an email just for anybody in Ontario. But of course, this is going to go Canada wide. It'll, it'll infiltrate into the United States as well, because, of course, it's a one world. I mean, it's a one world government sort of already because they're attacking us. Doesn't matter if we're in Costa Rica or Canada or we're in Australia or America, we're all getting attacked in the same way. We're all having our freedoms taken away. And basically, Doug Ford, the internal email that we got from an insider was that they're planning to shut down all or part of Ontario in the second wave, which is completely fabricated. Uh, again, COVID does not exist. It is not being isolated. It's basically the common cold or the common flu. And again, the, the common cold or the common flu or any disease is caused by toxins. It's not caused by viruses. So we're going to put up the, the virus experiment in the show notes so that people can understand that viruses have never been proven to make people sick. So the lie starts a long time ago. It's not just COVID doesn't exist as a virus. There are no viruses. There are things they see under a microscope, but they've never proven they make them, that makes people sick. And it's never been proven that a sick person can transfer their sickness over to a healthy person. And we've gone over that many times in many different podcasts. They tried really hard. The experiments were really gross. They're taking blood and snot and saliva 
of sick people and like really sick people supposed to have the flu and there was a hundred sick people that's supposed to have the the Spanish flu. I mean, these people are almost dead. They're taking their blood. They're taking their snot. They're taking their saliva. And they're not just sticking it in the mouths of the hundred healthy people. They're mixing that stuff up and injecting it under the skin. This, this experiment, which was done in 1918, would not be allowed to roll today. But it was done back then. And yet a hundred sick people in many, many different modalities trying to infect healthy people with their disease, not one of the hundred healthy people were ever able to get sick. And so we're going to put that experiment up up and from that day forward, all all the scientists and all the researchers and everybody in medicine knew that the, the there is no transmission of disease. The disease is an internal to you. So if you're sick, you made yourself sick. And of course, in our victimhood society, that sort of personal responsibility of your own health is pushed away by the donut eaters and the smokers and anybody else that just wants to kill themselves on decadence because the communists brought in all the decadence. See, folks, it's like a big, uh, it's like a big carousel. It's all, it's all related. You know, the, the person who is so weak, they don't want to take responsibility for their own health. So they, they have to blame a virus. That fucking weakness is the communists installed it so that the communists could come in and take us over. So you can see it's like 150 pieces in the average watch. There's so many pieces to this takeover. And people are, yeah, they're weak. It's everybody out there, you know, the majority of people, they're weak. They, they, they don't even care if the virus is real. They're, they don't want to fight. They, they, they throw their grandmother under the communist tank if they had to just, just to satisfy the, uh, you know, the dictator. And that's how weak people are. And that's why we're getting attacked. So until we find our strength, um, I'm not too sure what's going to happen. And so let's assume they um, sort of... Uh, lock us down and we all know it's going to be about the vaccine at that time you got to get the vaccine they're going to make many different plays psychological manipulations to get people to take the vaccines for you know karen and kevin coffee shop and joe and jane coffee shop they're going to be lined up in front of the line give me a vaccine in my eye two on the shoulder give me two to go and uh, that person's not going to last very long. So rest in peace, uh, Joe and Jane Coffee Shop, because they're not aware of what's really going on. Now, why I really wanted to do this emergency broadcast is I have a video by a medical doctor named Carrie Madey. Now, Carrie Madey um, has made some great videos, and she's a medical doctor speaking out. She's getting attacked quite a bit, but of course, that's par for the course. All psychological manipulations are based on reward and punishment systems. Carrie Madey is telling the truth, so they put her out in the public, and they publicly flog her, and when you publicly flog a doctor, it's meant to be a sign or a symbol or a pattern or an image to other doctors who are watching to sort of mind control them not to talk. So we got the simple reward and punishment mind control 
applications, moving toward Dr. Carrie Madej, but she doesn't care. She's a great young medical doctor telling the truth. Now, you got to watch the video with her. I kid you not. You will not believe what she says about this COVID-19 vaccine. I knew it involved something called a DARPA hydrogel. Now, DARPA is the highest ranking sort of secret weapons system of the United States. And even though you would assume that DARPA would never look at the United States citizens as the enemy, they do. And there's many reasons for that, which I cannot get into on this podcast simply because I'm too exhausted. <laughs> so I'm not going to discuss that. We'll stick with the fact that Carrie Midday medical doctor discusses some what's called nanotech, some uh, metal particles that are going to be used inside the vaccine and something called uh, DARPA hydrogel, which is made by a a level, a department of the United States government that basically, if you work at DARPA, you're inventing things to kill humans. That that's all you're doing. And there's various mind control modalities to make people okay with inventing things to kill humans. And uh, but again, we'll we'll back away from that. Now, this DARPA hydrogel and these nanoparticulate metal pieces of metal. Now, listen closely. (laughs) It makes you so uh, Carrie, Dr. Carrie Madej talks about Uh, the COVID app or some other health applications that are on Android phones or on iPhones. And she was very confused about those apps because those apps had the capability of uh, detecting a woman's period, uh, how many times that person engaged in sex, Uh, how fast their heart rate was, if they were lying or not, if uh, it would analyze their voice patterns, it would analyze um, everything about the person's health. And it was an app. And Dr. Madej was like, that's very odd. How exactly is that phone supposed to receive messages from my body to transfer the information from literally all aspects of my metabolism to the phone app. And then she put it together that that's what's in the vaccine. These pieces of metal are very small computer, very small computer uh, transmitters. And the DARPA hydrogel is more of an amplifier. They're going to make you a cell phone. And you won't need your cell phone to have the tracking app because it's going to track. You're going to be the cell phone. That's also why they want the 5G most likely because the 5G can pick you up those particular nanoparticles and DARPA hydrogel will transmit you you, every bit of information about what's going on inside of your body. Some even believe your own thoughts will be transmittable to the nearest 5G tower, which is about every third or fourth uh, telephone uh, telephone pole or light post on your road. Unbelievable. 
that this is actually going on where they're going to track you now my my prediction on this is number one that sounds completely plausible I don't know if it's exactly how it's going to go, but dealing with this group, I've researched that technology before. It is in play. It is plausible to make you a walking cell phone so they don't even need you to take your cell phone to track you or to actually harness your data, your internal data. Now, there's a reason they're doing that, and I'll get to that in a second. But I imagine my prediction is that the six-foot distance that they're trying to enforce has to do with you as a cell phone. Is that if if you're six foot, if you're like closer than six foot to someone else, the the five G transmitters can't pick up the difference between your heart rate and the other guy's heart rate, or your 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 breath, or um, you know the the heat or the temperature or any of the other data that can they're going to be downloading from you. I believe you have to be in your own six foot pod because if you came too close together, the the transmitters can't determine between you and the other people. So I'm putting the estimate out there that this is why the six foot distance is in place. I've also predicted that the sign language people in the government sort of ceremonies or announcements are there to prime us psychologically to the point where we're going to have to learn sign language because the government's going to say our breath is too dangerous to speak through because we're just dangerous, viral, you know, uh, we're just so infected with viral material that talking releases more viruses all the time of course the people organizing this know viruses don't exist and there's never been an experiment in human history that even proved that a sick person could transmit their disease to a healthy person they're aware of all this so it's not that they misunderstand the science or that they don't know the science this is a weaponization of the existing science so they know viruses don't exist. They know you can't transmit disease. So it's a weaponization of the documented science against an uninformed public who basically have their PhDs and their master's degrees from TV university or you know movie college because all the movies say that viruses are bad and viruses can infect people and vaccines can save the day and viruses can make zombies. All of that is Hollywood movie magic. All of it is proven psychological warfare upon the public because what's on, the only reason the public believes viruses are infection-based, airborne, invisible attack uh, modalities toward the other people around them the only way the only reason they believe that is because they've watched legend with will smith or uh, outbreak with dustin hoffman or 28 days or angels and demons with tom hanks or world war z with brad pitt or contagion with matt damon and the people that are attacking us have made those movies purposely over the years to impregnate impregnate us with a false reality 
that they are taking advantage of right now. There are no viruses. Healthy people are healthy. Sick people are sick. Healthy people are healthy for a reason. Sick people are sick for a reason. And both healthy people and sick people die. And when it dies, it's ugly. And there's no one on earth that can do anything about that. The rules of nature can't be bent, but the human farmers, our social engineers, our architects of doom, they're certainly trying to bend our reality to make us afraid of each other, to make us think our breath it will infect each other. And again, uh, this sort of mind control agenda, you can see it's really affecting the people in our communities where they'll do anything they're told based on the false reality and the fake reality that's being fabricated for them through their screen. And that's why they call it a screen. Like in hockey, a screen shot is when you block the sight of the goaltender so they can't see the puck. And if you have a screen door, you know, the wind gets through it, but it sort of obscures your view of the outside. When you look into a screen, your your view of reality is, is obscured. That's why it's called a screen. <clears throat> now, I'm just going to end this with, I'm going to put up another video that's really going to blow your mind that really needs to drive home the point of why your social engineers and your human farmers want to make you a cell phone and make you transmit all your metabolic data to a 5G transmitter that's sort of on your street every 300 feet. Now, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to explain this that well, but when I saw this video, I knew right away what they were looking for. There's secrets in data. That's why they record everything on Facebook. They're recording what I'm saying right now through my right microphone. They record absolutely everything, every photo, every porn site you've gone to, the the cameras being recording you, if you've had uh, sex in, in your room when your phone's there, even if your phone is off. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put a, Merc a Dr. Joseph Mercola interview up, and he's going to let you know unequivocally that even if your phone is powered down, it's still recording video and recording all the audio, and then it uploads it as soon as you put the power on. I bet you didn't know that. So if you had sex with your phone in the room or you're near a computer, it records absolutely everything. It records every message. And people are like, are they spying on me? And I'm like, not really. They're, they're not spying on you. They, they will eventually spy on you if you become a person of interest, but they just like to collect the data. And then this video I'm going to put up is from uh, a documentary called The Code. And there's secrets in the data. There's a lot more secrets than you're willing or you're... Basically, there's secrets in the data that will blow your mind. Now, there's an experiment where they take a... And this is in the video I'm going to put up. It's the last video in the show notes. And if you don't know how to get to the show notes, you do have to click on the picture of that particular show 
then that particular show opens up in its own page and the show notes are below that you know that particular podcast but they do this experiment where they take a a glass jar of marbles and they go into an office building i think there was about four or five hundred people in the office building and they take the 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 this glass jar of marbles and they go around to every person in the building and and ask one simple question how many marbles do you think are in this glass jar and one lady said 50,000. And of course, the person holding the glass jar knew that, you know, that's not even close. That's a very high. And the lowest person, I think, said 50. But here's the scary part. And this is what you sort of have to understand about data. So focus on what's going on with data. So they took about 500 people in the office tower. They took all their answers. The highest one was 50,000. Like that was way off. There's way too high. And then the person at the lowest was 50. And that was like way too low. But what about the other 500 people? Well, they didn't care. They put all the answers into a computer and then divided it by the number of people who guessed. Now, there was 13, I think there was 1,364 marbles in the glass jar. And here's the scary part. And I don't want to really overemphasize this, but this is really spooky. But when they averaged all the answers together, they were within one, one marble of the accurate answer. One. So here's why they're collecting your data is because... If you put all the humans together regarding something, you're going to, the real answer, like let's say God's answer to everything, because God made us, God's answer for everything is in us, but it's watered down. And what they know, the people who rule us is, there's a God's answer for everything. There's a God's answer for what's the stock what's the, the top stock in 2021? What's the worst stock in 2020? Where's gold going as a price? Where's Bitcoin going? Uh, you know, every accurate answer, truthful answer, is actually diluted between all of us humans. And then if you analyze us all as one, you can pick the truth out of there like a needle in a haystack. You can find out God's answer on absolutely every subject imaginable and beyond. And that's why they want you, as a walking cell phone, giving your data at all times, your heart rate, your menstrual cycle, your testosterone level, your anger, your peace, your libido. They want to analyze everything. They want to find out the the, the secrets of the universe through analyzing every cell in your body and then putting it into one collective computer and trying to pull out God's innate design and God's innate wisdom right out of that collective. It's unbelievable. Please watch that video. I hope you got a little something out of what I'm gonna what I just said today. It's a shorter than average, well, 52 minutes, so you know 30 minutes. Not so bad. This is Jason Kristoff signing off. Thank you for listening.